Welcome everybody to In the Trenches podcast. We're so excited that you decided to tune in today and take a listen to what we have to say. Today we're sitting down with our special guest Christian from Vantage Point Church in Eastville. As we sit down, we're going to talk about this idea and concept of planning in youth ministry. Should we do it or should we not? How far out should we plan and what's a good time length of when we should plan events, when we should plan series and even services. So today again, we hope you enjoy it and everything that is said uh, in the podcast today. If you did enjoy it, make sure to leave a comment and a review on our podcast. But other than that, let's just jump straight into our conversation today. Welcome everybody to In the Trenches podcast. We're so excited. It's our very first podcast of 2021. Today I'm sitting down with Gary Garcia. Hey. And a special guest, Christian. Christian, why don't you go ahead and share a little bit about yourself for everyone that's listening? Yeah, what is up, SoCal Youth Pastors? Hey, uh, so my name is Christian. I'm a youth pastor in uh, Eastvale, California for a church called Vantage Point Church. Been doing that for about six years now. Uh, and yeah, just recently, about a year ago, took over for junior high and high school. Um, so yeah, been loving it, man. It's Sweet, pretty great. Dude. It's a great gig. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, Christian's been killing it right now over at Vantage Point. They just got a new building, which yeah. is sweet. I got to uh, take a tour of that the other day. Um, w- I don't know if anyone that's listening gets like church like jealousy, but I got church <laughs> jealousy when I walked that campus. It is like the most beautiful campus I've ever seen. I just, I'm just glad we don't have to set up and tear down anymore, <laughs> man. So many years of my life just gone straight towards set up and tear down yeah explain explain to everyone that's listening like what what was church life before you guys got the building yeah yeah so um before we got the building we were meeting in a high school uh and for youth we were meeting in a junior high at one point and an elementary school so literally like everything you need to set up speakers stage screen like there's not something that's already set up there so just go into an empty room figure it out and uh yeah it took us about two hours beforehand to set everything up an hour afterwards to tear everything down i was leaving at like 11 o'clock some nights so yeah leaving at like 9 30 now is pretty sweet <laughs> <laughs> that's brutal i mean we we started doing outdoor services after covid and everything we're, we're still in the middle of covid but like setting that up and tearing that down i'm like man i could never do just pop-up churches like this is absolutely horrible yeah but you did it for six years of ministry <laughs> it's a struggle man but that's where that's where you learn faithfulness and you know you just you just get to like be in the trenches, right? There you go. In the trenches with uh, your volunteers. So yeah, yeah now I, you grow a lot. I feel convicted now. You just pretty <laughs> much said this is where you're going to grow your faith, and you're over here complaining, Charlie. So thanks, Christian, for that. You're starting off on the right foot. Hey, man, you're uh, you know, you're you're doing what you can with what you got. So. <laughs> Not, not all of us can start in the trenches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, again, this is our first podcast of the year. And so I just want to ask you guys, how was you guys' Christmas? How was your New Year's? What'd you get? What'd you give? It was good. It was good. It was our first Christmas with a brand new grandbaby. So, oh, yeah, that's right. Um, that was fun. Congrats, but man. Thanks. But it was one of those things. One of our staff members got um, tested positive mm. right before Christmas Eve, like the day before Christmas Eve. So it meant we were all together meant oh. counseling our Christmas Eve service. So for Christmas, we were quarantined, and oh, Amy man. and I. So we got to obviously be with the two kids that live with us. But other than that, we were kind of away from everybody <laughs> for Christmas. So it was kind of a bummer, and I fired that staff member. Yeah. I'm just kidding, I did. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, I mean, it was good. It's always fun. It was totally different this year, especially like from a Hispanic family where mm. Christmas Eve, we would get together a huge group of us and tamales and all of those things. Uh, we didn't do that this year. So it was really, it was so different and hopefully we never have to do that again. <laughs> yeah. That's never fun. What about you, Christian? Yeah. Yeah, man. It was, it was the exact opposite. Luckily, you know, we were trying like everything we could. We were like on quarantine two weeks leading up to Christmas because mm. we were like, we are not we are not missing out on Christmas, right? So, yeah, my family just got together, um, you know, no friends or anything like that, which was kind of a bummer. But, yeah, still got to celebrate with each other, you know, give out presents and everything. And it, it actually felt like a, a much sweeter Christmas because of all of the isolation throughout the year. Mm. And then being able to get the whole family together for that was really, really sweet for us. So, That's dope. Yeah. That's real dope. I know for, for us it was weird because it was like – so I don't have any grandparents on my side. They all passed away when I was really young, about the age of four. Mm. And so as a kid growing up, it was just my parents and then some family friends that were like family. Um, and so when I got when I got married and I married into my wife's family, they did everything together, which was like a culture shock for me. It's like I grew up in a non-Christian household and then getting married into a Christian household. It was like they all liked each other. And I was like, this is this is weird. They all do stuff together. And so for the past few Christmases dating her, we would always do stuff together with her entire family. And so this year it was just my parents and her parents. Mm. And it was weird. Like I, I didn't enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it. I don't want to say that, but it was like, we didn't see her grandparents cause they've been quarantined on both sides. Family didn't want to see each other. And it was just like, man, COVID just really jacked Christmas up this year. Yeah. It was a, uh, it was weird. Dude, that's the strangest part of getting married, I think, is when you start to have to like be a part of uh, other families' cultures and their traditions, and that was miserable for me. <laughs> like, I hated that. Like My family, like for Thanksgiving, we would get together for Thanksgiving, and we'd watch football, and we'd eat, and the TV was on, mm-hmm. and her family was like, let's, let's get together and get in a circle and talk about what we're thankful for, and oh. I'm like... You know, <laughs> can we turn the game off yeah. while we do this? Can, can I at least mute it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's in the back. Dude, that was the same exact way with us. It was like uh, I grew up playing sports and I love sports, and so it was legit. Every like thir- like Thanksgiving, we watched football, and when I got when we got married and I did Thanksgiving at their house, like the TV's off. They don't even have cable, and I was like. What, what, this isn't even Thanksgiving. And yeah. they did exactly that. They said, all right, let's go around the table and say what we're thankful for. I was like, man, I feel like this is just what like white Christian families do. Oh. And <laughs> like, I'll throw it out there cause I'm white. So it's okay. Um, <laughs> but like, I was like, this is just awkward and it was weird, but yeah, it, we, we should do a podcast on like dating and marriage in relationship and in ministry and what to expect. Oh, I, have, I have so many stories <laughs> where I think to myself and I'm only half Mexican, but I think to myself, a white white families are so weird <laughs> i can attest to that it is true sometimes um well yeah i hope you guys uh your guys's christmas and new year's was good for everyone that was listening um today with christian as our special guest we decided we want to go into this idea as the new year has kicked off and 2021 is here we want to go into this idea of planning in the new year what should we do uh planning ahead what should we do when it comes to series what should we do when it comes to um, different events that goes on throughout the year and so i just want to open up and, and just ask this first question for us and the first question is is it important to plan in youth ministry because i've heard so many different stories of it's youth ministry you got to have to take it like week by week and then i've heard other stories of 
hey, it's youth ministry, like it's ministry. You need to plan like years in advance. And so I've seen both spectrums. I'm sure there's some of us that are listening that we are on one side of that, or maybe we're right in the middle. So I just want to kind of hear what you guys do in your guys' youth ministries. And even for Gary as like the senior pastor of your church, like what do you guys do as a church staff? Yeah, I know for us, for youth and what we've, we do plan, we definitely plan ahead and, and we look at the, the months. So, I mean, you know, there's certain months, February is always a great one to talk about love and dating and all of those things. Um, you know, so you kind of look at it that way. We definitely plan, but we also keep it open because you guys know in, in youth ministry and in culture, there's things that come up that we don't see coming that just make great series. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we did something with stranger things. We did something, you know, we took that, that Netflix, uh, documentary about the, the concert that never happened. I don't remember what it was called. Oh, Firefest. Uh, yes. Firefest. Like that, yeah. We took their logo of just an orange background and we used it the next week. Like that's and, what that was from. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And there's so there's things we do like on the fly, but we try to we try to plan for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, um, you know, plan for what you can and be prepared for what you can't. So, you know, like you were saying, there's certain things throughout the year that you can kind of expect and count on and rely on. You know, Christmas is going to be coming every year, even in a pandemic. You know, Thanksgiving is going to be coming every year. Um, and so like for those things, like, yeah, you know, what, why, what would keep you from having a plan for what you want to do ministry wise in that? But then, yeah, there's things that you just aren't going to expect, like what to do the week after March 10th when a pandemic (laughs) hits and the NBA shut down and you can't meet in a, in a school environment or anything like that anymore. You know, that was what we had to do. And you just have to be flexible when you can. But yeah. I think if you go in without any sort of plan and just try to do it week by week, you're going to be doing a disservice to your students and, uh, you know, missing out on a lot of uh, a lot of things that you can be teaching them to, you know, just kind of hit them where they're at. Yeah. I'm going to actually go back to that idea because I like that because I know a lot of youth pastors that go week by week when it comes to like series prep or um, sermon prep. And I know people that do like series and we'll talk about the benefit from both of those. But I know for me personally, um, I remember uh, the second year in youth ministry, we kind of talked about this, me and Christian before the podcast. Um, There was a guy at our church. He was an intern. He moved out to Minnesota and became a he went to school out there and then became a youth pastor out there. This fairly big, like large church. And it, when he came back home, we sat down and got coffee and he was talking about their, their yearly planning. And he's like, what are you guys doing for youth? And at the time I was just the junior high guy. And he was like, what are you guys doing for youth? And I was like, oh, I think we're going to be doing this series. And I was like, after that, I had no idea. He's like, oh, we plan out the whole entire year. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself, the whole entire year, you guys have something planned series by series by series. And I was like, I've never even thought about that. And once he said that, I was listening to a podcast um, with Chad Veach on it. And uh, Chad Veach said, as a youth pastor, if you don't have a calendar or if you don't even know your student's calendar when it comes to school wise, it's like you're really doing a disservice to your students and doing a disservice to your youth ministry. And ever since then, like you can walk into my office and I'll always make sure there's a calendar on there with at least something on there for each month that we're going to talk about. Maybe it's a series. Maybe it's just a broad idea that we're going to sit down with a team and we're going to go over. Um, because it is, I think it's so important when it comes to youth ministry that if we truly want to be effective as youth pastors, we really need to plan ahead. But just like Gary said, when it comes to planning ahead, also being flexible. So like I, I'll just go into what we do here. 
for our youth ministry. Um, I'll sit down and we'll have a full year calendar. So I just got our new year calendar for 2021. And every single month has a series idea mm. and a series concept. And then I'll sit down with a smaller team and we'll discuss that concept for that next month. And maybe they have something better in mind because, it, again, it's just my own thinking. So maybe there's something better in mind. Maybe they like it and we're just really going to dive into it and talk about different topics. But it, it gives you the flexibility to be able to plan ahead, but also be able to change on the fly. Um, and I think that's just ministry in general is like being flexible and not being having something set in stone um, when it comes to series. But let, let's dive into that idea that Christians talked about when it comes to um, series, like having a series in mind uh, when it comes to planning or going week by week. Like I think all three of us, we do series, I would believe. Yeah. Um, what do you guys see the benefit when it comes to that? Series are great because it really gives you an idea of where you're headed and what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I would never plan a year out. I just never done it in 29 mm-hmm. years. It's just not mm-hmm. the way I'm built or the way I, you know, kind of put it together. But I do know two to three months out what mm-hmm. the plan is and where we're headed and what we're doing. Um, it just works for me and everybody's different. The yeah. same way everybody takes, um, you know, attendance different or mm-hmm. does follow up different. Um, for me, it just has you know, never worked out to make that kind of long-term plan because we never stick with it. We yeah. always end up changing and trying something different and going a different direction. So, you know, instead of doing the extra work for, for us, we felt like it was best just to kind of stay two to three months out. And we mm-hmm. do that with youth. Um, so I meet with my youth team and we'll do that. And then we do that with even Sunday mornings. Um, mm-hmm. And again, there's givens when you come yeah. to holidays and some of those things of what direction you're going to go. But series, man, I'll, I'll tell you, the first probably five years of youth ministry, I didn't do series, and I, oh, I had gosh. no training. Like, I was not, I just kind of took over, and, and there wasn't anyone teaching me or showing me how to do this, and there wasn't, you know, the the network around us that we have now of, of youth pastors, and, and so... Um, you know, every week it was new stuff and, um, and it was horrible. And once I <laughs> learned um, the idea and concept of doing series and, and building that, um, I've never stopped. Like yeah. it's, we, we, we do series all the time. There may be a, a one, maybe there's a f- five Tuesdays in uh, a month and we'll, so we'll do a one-off if we want to on something or, or if something big happens in the world and we feel like we need to talk about this mm-hmm. tonight, we'll do that. But yeah, I mean, to have series and to be able to create stuff around that. Yeah. Um, is such a benefit. I, honestly, I don't know why anybody uh, would not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A- yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I, I, man, I'm uh, kudos to you for doing no series <laughs> for as long as you did. That's wild. I don't even know if I have enough ideas to actually <laughs> go with that. It was rough. Usually a series is like one message that I just make really long and then cut up into like four <laughs> weeks, you know? But um yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, having the flexibility to say, you know what, there's something big happening in the world right now. We need to take a break from this series or, you know, hold off going into our next series and talk about what is happening in, in these students' lives. I remember last year when um, when the death of George Floyd mm-hmm. came out, that's what our ministry did. We said, you know what, we have students of color who are, who are hurting. We have students, uh, you know, we have white students who, are, are trying to understand this and, and trying to, you know, figure out what is going on in the world. And so we took a break from our series or, or you know, we pushed our series back and we just decided this week, we're just going to talk about this and, yeah. and we're going to pray and we're going to come before God because mm. that's what they needed to hear more than, you know, a, a relationship series or, or whatever we were going through at that time. Um, but something I like to do 
is throughout the year, I, I just have like a running document uh, all year long where if I, if I have an idea of, oh, hey, this is something that our students need to hear or, you know, this is a creative idea. Um, I remember talking to a guy like years back when uh, Pokemon Go like first came out <laughs> and he was like all stoked about, you know, like, oh, we're going to do this Pokemon Go series. And so, um, yeah, just stuff like that. You know, if, if you think of, oh, this is really creative or, you know, anything like that, it's just something that gets added onto the document. Mm-hmm. And then as you're planning out series, whether you do full year in advance or just a couple of months, um, you know, that's a document that you can kind of look at and see, you know, is this is this something that our students need to hear? And that way you can kind of build out branding and, and you're not under the gun, but you yeah. have like a wealth of information that you can pull from whenever you actually need to pull from it. So. Yeah, no, I love that. I love the Pokemon Go series yeah. idea. There's so much <laughs> we can do with that. But I'm the same exact way. Like in my phones, I have, obviously we have notes in our phones. And so there's one tab that is just series ideas. Mm-hmm. And there's just a bunch of different series ideas that whatever I'm like driving, like there's times I'll throw my phone on my wife and be like, hey, like write this down because it just came to my mind. Or whether it's a message idea or illustrations or whatever it is, it's always key to be able to write those things down because again we're human we forget everything and if, if you're like me i forget after five minutes i don't remember what i'm talking about so yeah. um it's always nice to be able to have that down there and also too when it comes to planning i just want to kind of throw this in as a, as a plug like there's so many different resources out there like if you're doing this part-time or if you're doing this and you're not even getting paid and you're just showing up um serving god there's so many different resources from DYM Download Youth Ministry. Um, there's other stuff like Orange Curriculum and, and all these things. No, we're not sponsored, but if DYM wants to sponsor us <laughs> and throw us on their podcast playlist, hey, do so. Um, but there's so many different resources out there, and there's a, and it like Gary said, like the network that we have. There's other youth pastors that have these series ideas and have these concepts. And I mean, I mean, I've stolen series ideas from Gary. I've stolen series ideas from Elliot and other youth pastors. I mean, when God's plan, that song was like really cool. Yeah. Uh, Corey White did a series on that. And I was like, hey, can I like steal this and you send me your message ideas and what you guys did for it? He's like, yeah. And so I just had all that stuff. And we obviously already had a, ser- a series plan for that. But that was where we thought would be best for our students. And so I feel like there's six or seven of us that just recycle each other's messages. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And, but the thing is, this is they're there, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And so, and they, and they're tried and true and they've worked and we can see what other youth groups have done with that and how we can apply that to our own youth um, group and how that can reach our students where they're at in those moments. And I think that is so cool because like Gary said, for me starting off in youth ministry, I just spoke messages like I didn't know any better. And the worst part was I had a mentor and uh, I don't know if he just didn't realize what I was doing. Um, But I remember for the first like two, three months, I I was just speaking one off messages. I spoke Sundays and then I spoke on Tuesday nights. And after a while I was like, I have nothing to talk about. It took me, it would take me a whole entire day to try and just come up with a topic to talk about because I was like, I had all these great ideas before youth ministry. And I was like, I can't wait to speak all of them. And they're all gone now. Now what do I do? And it wasn't until like I re- like relied on the leadership team that was there and we sat down and had these creative meetings to be able to come up with these different series to lay out. I was like, okay, you know, we, we can do this. So if you're out there and you are doing week by week, let me just encourage you. You're going to burn yourself Stop. out. Stop. <laughs> yeah. It- Bro, imagine doing youth ministry. Like seriously, imagine doing youth ministry. You guys, the way you do it right now, imagine doing it with no iPhones, no internet, <laughs> um, no computers. I mean, when I started, I was writing my messages on a typewriter. Like oh, there was man. none of this stuff. <laughs> none of this stuff existed. There were some books called Ideas that you had if you were lucky. Everything was created with clip art. 
Like oh you'd cut gosh. it out and paste it and make flyers. And I mean, that was my first few That's years awesome. of youth ministry. And it's funny now that clip art is like cool. Like it's like, it's mm-hmm. coming back. But that's cr- I, I talked to my senior pastor about that because, in my opinion, I feel like every senior pastor, like if you're a youth pastor, you think your senior pastor is the most wisest person when it comes to the Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think that about my pastor. And I ask him those questions like, before all this happened, like, what did you do for content? Like, if I didn't have, like, commentaries on, like, books of the Bible, like, just at, the, like, at my fingertips with my phone and the laptop, mm-hmm. I was like, I wouldn't be nearly as, like biblically wise as I am now I'm not saying I'm wise at all but to be able to have those commentaries at the right at the touch of my fingers I was like I would be lost oh there's for sure some of my messages first few years that were theologically incorrect (laughs) (laughs) I was reading a commentary just uh I think it was yesterday or two days ago or something like that and I was I was just thinking man I need a commentary for this commentary (laughs) I don't even understand what this is saying like yeah yeah some of those books man Oh, man, thank God for technology. Sometimes it's a curse and sometimes it's a blessing to mm-hmm. be able to have it. But I can't imagine just doing flyers like just like, hey, yeah. pass this out to your friends at school and typing on a typewriter like that's I always look at Gary like, oh, Gary's like 20. Like he's like 30. He's not that Gary's old. old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. OK, well, l- let's move on, because obviously we've, we've talked about series and those types of things. And I think one cool part when it comes to youth ministry and I think it's it's cool and, and I, I was talking with Robert he's one of our interns he's on staff with us um, when it comes to like planning out services and how we as youth pastors and youth groups it's like we can do service completely different than like a Sunday morning service and so I just wanted to sit there and ask you guys that question it's like when it comes to series or service planning like what does that look like? Do you guys have a team that do that? Like how far out in advance do you plan on your, um, or your services? Um, so yeah. Yeah. For me, um, it's as far as service planning goes, I do have a team that I I call them the leadership team. So, you know, we have all of our volunteers or leaders, whatever you want to call them. And then, uh, we have a few who kind of just go above and beyond, you know, who are, who are that core team that I really go to for wisdom and, and to speak and influence the ministry, um, in a special way that not all volunteers, uh, you know, typically do. Um, I just value their input a, a ton. And so um, those people, we typically try to get together about every week mm-hmm. um, to debrief from the previous Wednesday. And, uh, you, you know, we meet on Wednesdays, whatever you, uh, whatever day you meet on. But we debrief from uh, our service and then talk about, hey, what went well? So we, we go through good, bad, God, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so good, hey, what went well? bad what what was bad what was missing what was confusing how can, how can we improve the ministry and then always talk about god moments right that's awesome what do you what was god doing because there, there's some weeks where we sit there and we're like dang like what what was god doing right and like <laughs> if that's if that's happening then you know that's obviously not a good thing so it kind of gives us a chance to really see you know god actually was doing something and all of our efforts aren't aren't for nothing mm. Um, but yeah, in those meetings, we just kind of get to talk about even some bigger ideas. Um, you know, we have about once a year, we do like a big back-to-back spontaneous baptism. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, don't have students sign up for it or anything like that. We just set up a baptismal and we're like, hey, tonight is baptism night. Uh, if you, you know, we preach a message on it and we give a call. Hey, if you, if you're going to get baptized tonight, three, two, one, stand to your feet, yeah. and we baptize. And then the week after that, we do the same thing. Um, and so things like that, you know, those are the big, um, things that kind of require a little more effort, but I would say pretty much week to week, 
you can expect the same thing mm. uh, for the most part. But then we always try to have those, you know, special nights as well. Yeah, dude, it's, it's funny. The very first time I ever went to Vantage Point, your church, back when it was at Roosevelt, or no, it was at the junior high at that time. Um, I just was going to visit. Uh, there was a guy named Alex that played bass for you guys yeah, that yeah. we knew and a few other people. And it was a spontaneous baptism night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, this is so cool. I feel like I want to get baptized right now. <laughs> um <laughs> Have you ever, this is just a side note, have you ever done a spontaneous baptism and like had a parent mad at you afterwards? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) I've had it like three or four times where a parents like emailed me or called me like, why would you do this? Like, this is horrible. I didn't get to see my son or daughter be baptized. Oh, we like recorded it. It's fine. So quick note with that. If you are thinking about doing a spontaneous baptism, highly, highly, highly recommend calling the parent. (laughs) Just, uh, you know, that's something we always do. We're like, Hey, call your parents, make sure they know. Uh, it it tends to avoid stuff like that, but you always get one or two who are, who are upset. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, I know for us personally, when it comes to going back to the idea of service planning, um, before we we had someone on staff that uh, our youth staff that was planning our services out and it was great because I didn't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that, uh, person moved on. And then it got thrown on me really in the middle of quarantine, which was perfect because it, we weren't even meeting inside and our meeting in general. And so now I've started doing the going back to service planning and doing that stuff as well. And I was taking it week by week. And I think one cool key piece, especially when it comes and we talked about like training up leaders and stuff like that. Um, when it comes to service planning, like that is such a great opportunity for those that are in your youth ministry that want to serve and even students as well to be able to plug them in and have them start planning those different ideas. Like our, I talk about Robert kind of often on the podcast, but he again was one of our interns and he's taking over that realm of like service planning, but he's also going to be getting students involved in that where we will have almost services planned out for the whole entire month. Obviously things change and things go on, but we would like to keep about a month ahead of like once we plan the series. We plan the services and what we're going to do in those services, at least structure wise and games can change and worship can change and everything like that. But when it comes to service planning, that's the kind of way we um, look at it and how far in advance we plan. Now, I think if you plan a year in advance when it comes to the services, you'd forget them by the time it hits like the yeah. second month. <laughs> I mean, I forget them in the, in the, the when we plan them out a month and I forget what we're doing the second month or the second week. So, um, but that's what we do. What about yourself, Gary? Yeah. Some of the things just stay the same weekly, so it doesn't really change. We just kind of, you know, plug into what we need to, to do. But our, uh, our high school pastor and junior high pastor really do the planning of what the, the night's going to look like. And then we'll, we'll meet. So the way we do staff is, um, staff is an all-day event, and there's different smaller meetings, and so one of those meetings is youth. So it's just mm-hmm. anyone that's involved in youth, and so we'll meet, we'll go through what the plan looks like. Um, I, I can tweak anything I want to tweak, and then um, we'll go for it. But they do a great job on putting that together. But yeah, it's really not. There's some things that are same, but we really kind of start to plan it the day before and the day of is when we kind of finish it off, and and it's not a week in advance or anything. Yeah. It's more so just kind of okay. Here's tonight. Here's where we're going. Here's where we're at in the series. Um, here's the elements we want to have and who's doing this, who's doing that. And, but again, they do a lot of the, you know, what it looks like and then we'll come together and, and kind of finish it off. Yeah. I think that's smart too. And even just kind of providing some of that consistency for students, if students have no idea what to expect from you, then that, that's almost like an anxiety thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's going to be going on tonight. But you know, if you have a, have kind of a set structure, it makes it a lot easier on you and then you kind of give students 
you know, that way if they're inviting their friends or anything like that, they're like, Hey, like, here's what to expect. Or yeah. even with parents, you know, I've had so many parents come up to me and they're like, what, what do you guys do? Like, what's going on? What, what's the plan? And it's nice being able to just be like, Hey, here's what you can expect from us mm. every week. Yeah, no, that's good. It's funny because I lean on the opposite end of that. I like to throw wrenches into the plan for <laughs> students and you, I know. And again, I just had this conversation with one of our interns and, uh, cause he started, it was Robert, he was planning services. I was like, don't make it like cookie cutter. And this is just me. Like everyone's youth ministry is different. Everyone's group's different. But I, the way I look at it is I like to throw wrenches into the plan. So it keeps the student engaged. So they know, cause we all have those students that are unchurched that they don't care for church. So they know, Oh, worship's up front. I can miss half the first, the beginning of service mm-hmm. and be fine. And so every once in a while we'll throw a wrench into the plan and like, we're going to have the message the first thing, like starting in, into the night. And it, it just keeps our students on our toes. Obviously, we don't do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we keep a service structure pretty much the same. But every once in a while, throwing those random bits into there, um, not doing a game every week, doing different elements and stuff like that. Um, it, In my opinion, it just adds the environment and it doesn't make it feel like it's a quote unquote big church, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's the way we lean on that. Um, but yeah. yeah. And every every time you do it, like, if, it, if it's not something that you're changing every week, but if you throw it in, you know, once a month mm-hmm. or every couple of weeks or something like that, then it's still special. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, I just never have any idea what to expect. But exactly. No, like, oh, tonight we're doing something special. Because if you do something special every week, then is it really that special? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's where, like, uh, for us personally, like we're, we're doing one nights where it's like that one night out of the month where you're going to invite that one person you want to see come to Jesus. And those are those nights where we do something special. Yeah. And so it's like having those pre-planned already. It's like we know every every month at the end of the month, that's our one night. That's where we are planning for something bigger, something better for the students that show up. And it's key. Exactly. And they, but it goes back to planning, like mm-hmm. making sure we're ahead, making sure, hey, in three months, like we're having a one night. What's something we want to add? Maybe what's something we want to throw into the budget right now so we know exactly what to get later down the road. And I think that just helps with budget. It helps with youth pastor stress because going back to the beginning of my youth ministry days, like planning every single week just added so much stress onto my plate and working a part-time job on top of working at the church. Mm-hmm. So planning ahead just also saves you from getting gray hairs at the same time. Yeah. Um, but on top of that, we'll, we'll close with this last thought. And when it comes, we've talked about series, we've talked about sermons um, and just weekly services. But what do you guys do when it comes to events? When it comes to looking at your yearly calendar, how many events is too many events? How many events is too low events? Like, what do you guys look at? And maybe what are some events that you guys do that we can steal? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it uh, it depends on kind of how you view events. Um, So what I'm trying to do, because I'm awful at this, is... uh, is delegate some more. Okay. In the first few years of me doing youth ministry, an event was anything that I, as a youth pastor, planned, organized, and executed, mm. right? Um, now, I just want it to be more so, we do small groups on Wednesday nights, and we try to you know, really encourage those small group leaders to do life with those students outside of just Wednesday nights. Mm. Um, and so something that I'm kind of challenging my leaders with is to do do gatherings outside of Wednesday, you know, yeah. take take your group to play some basketball, you know, get get coffee with with a few of your girls, whatever that might look like um, that we don't need to plan a big event mm-hmm. it just in order to get the students together. But that you as a leader, because let's face it, these leaders have more influence in these students <laughs> lives than I do. You know, yeah. like I, I, they see me on stage speaking, but I don't know, you know, 
what what they're doing week to week or anything like that and so um yeah i'm trying to leave I'm, I'm trying to encourage them to do smaller events but then really focusing on some of the big events sweet um and you know that's stuff like camp you know we do that every year um we're in the process of trying to um trying to plan you know a, a winter retreat for next year and things like that um and then we've done a bunch of stuff for junior high like uh laser tag nights mm. now that we have this new sick building with a giant screen we're gonna get a, a video game night where we bring out you know whoever wants to come in or That's we sweet. might do a couple um grade levels or something like that and just throw a super smash on the big screen and stuff like that so hey let me know when that is i'll roll through <laughs> we'll do man <laughs> I, i'm thinking about just having it for leaders too so Even yeah better. man come through <laughs> and that's and that's a great way of building your leadership team right there yeah yeah um what about yourself gary i mean we we have a couple of the big events that we do every year so we always know convention and camp are going to happen yeah. and so there's a lot of stuff built around that and that's probably our biggest uh, attended um, uh, events that we do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we tend to go smaller. I feel like there's been a shift in like when I was, um, in youth ministry, even 10, 20 years ago, um, you would do big events like broom ball or, mm -hmm. you know, different things and they'd be well attended. And now I feel like there's so many other options that yeah. it's hard, you know? And, and so we, I felt like we went through a season where we'd plan an event and only a handful of students would show up. And so, um, we've stopped focusing on big events and, and done the same with our, within our small groups, within grades, tried to plan smaller events mm -hmm. and more intimate things and encourage the leaders to, to put some things together. And there'll still be once in a while, something that we'll do on a bigger scale, yeah. whether, um, I think when Avengers came out, we, we did a big movie night type of thing and we'll do some of that stuff. But I love the idea of the leaders becoming the youth pastors yeah. and really connecting with these students and, and doing smaller things. So we'll have guys, we'll have a junior high only, um, lock-in, which I'll never go to. Um, <laughs> I can say this in 29 years of youth ministry, I've done two lock-ins and not to say we haven't had them. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't go to them. Um, but, um, you know, but then it's just the smaller things like last week, Amy and I had, um, I think three or four of our high school guys over and we made pancakes and played Jackbox and mm. just hung out. And to me, you know, those those kind of smaller, more intimate events are the ones where m most of the good stuff happens you're wanting to see happen. So. Yeah, no, that's sweet. I like that idea. There's that whole concept getting into like the small group realm where it's like we don't need to do these big events, but instead just empower your leaders to have those small, intimate times with them, whether it is playing basketball or playing Jackbox, whatever that can look like. Um, no, I love that. I know for us personally, um, I, I heard it a few years ago. Um, I can't remember from who. But it was like you just kind of plan three events throughout your year. Mm -hmm. And um, for us, three of our events, the beautiful part about being a part of the SoCal AG is like you already have two events planned. You have youth convention and you have summer camp, which are still on the table and still on the calendar for 2021, which is awesome. Yes, they are. Um, so just a shameless plug right there. <laughs> um, but with convention and then we have summer camp, there's like always at the end of the year, like something we can do. And I, know, I mean, when was it the, the beginning of two the, at the end of 2018 to 2019 like we did a broom ball event in the middle of those two weeks that we had off mm -hmm. which i thought i didn't come up with it because i'm not smart enough to come up with it one of our leaders did but it was such a perfect time where we were able to meet in those two weeks we have off from new year's or christmas and new year's and i was surprised with how many kids we had showed up and we had kids that invited friends family members that were down and i was just like it was just a cool time to hang out um, we've done mission trips like there, there's so many different things that we do um, when it comes to event wise for our students. Um, but those those events we typically have planned out at the beginning of the year. And the beautiful part, again, is 
convention and summer camp, they never, they're not going away. Mm -hmm. They're there. So you can plug those in and have something at the end of your end of your year, whether it's like an all nighter or a lock in that Gary never shows up to apparently, um, or, or whatever else that you guys do at your church that you can make it, um, specific for you guys. But Mm -hmm. yeah, you guys have any closing thoughts on planning ahead in the year? Just that there's there's no right way or wrong way. It's figuring out what works best for you and your yeah. culture and your students and your leaders. Um, but definitely make have some plan in place. Mm-hmm. I remember as a as a like a first year youth pastor showing up to summer camp, which now you and I get to you know really plan and put together. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember showing up and the guys had no idea what they were doing, mm-hmm. and they're like, "What do you want to do?" I don't. Know. I mean, they like grab some toilet paper to plan a game, and it was so <laughs> unplanned. <laughs> That it was just obvious. And yeah. so have a plan. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with having a plan, whether you're planning a year out or, or weeks out. Um, it's good to have a plan. And it's good to put that together. And I think all three of us said we have some kind of form of, of um, list on our phones or somewhere mm-hmm. where we're writing down series ideas. Like I do the same thing. It's on my phone. I write that down all the time and I'm constantly adding to it. And yeah. It's nice because I know I have this series idea and I'll think of another piece of it and I'll add it in there. And mm-hmm. so I have one note on my phone that just has a ton of series on it. And, and so, yeah, all of those things are just important in being successful in youth ministry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that. My uh, just kind of last tip would just be use the people around you. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think for the, my first few years in ministry, I just really felt like, you know what? I'm the youth pastor. I'm the one getting paid. I, I need to bear everything upon my shoulders. But we just had a weaker ministry because of yeah. it. It wasn't until I started bringing in the people around me to really have a say and and really tell even show me like hey what am i what am i doing wrong you know and kind of just give them some of the weight that's on my shoulders we just started seeing uh ministry you know explode from there so use the people around you they are smart they are competent they are (laughs) able people um and they will make your ministry so much better yeah just even to add on something to that um when you add when you add those people and you you bring those people around you to be able to plan together and to be able to do these events together it makes it more appealing to a wider genre of students because when i would do that and i would just plan because i thought the same exact way it's like mm-hmm. i get paid for this i don't want to put a burden on anybody it was geared towards what i liked and we slowly started seeing an increase of guy students because i was planning things guys like mm-hmm. and we we had maybe 50 junior high students and maybe 10 girl students. Mm. And I was like, okay, we have an issue right now. Like, this is not okay. Like, this isn't a guy hangout. It's like for everybody. And so we slowly started integrating like other leaders and their opinions and what they thought. And you slowly started to see those, uh, those numbers even out. And so, but yeah, use the people around you plan ahead. It, we need it in ministry. It'll save, like I said, it'll save getting you gray hairs on your head. So, <laughs> well, guys, uh, Christian, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thanks for having me, man. Of this course. was a blast. Sweet. Gary, always. It's yep. always a pleasure. Um, well, again, guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, hopefully you guys can go out and share that with somebody you feel like needs to hear this. But other than that, we will catch you next time on the podcast. Uh, again, thanks for tuning in, and we will hopefully you will hear us next week i always don't know how to close this out like it's always awkward for me legit every single podcast i'm just like see you next week we won't see you next week catch you next week we really won't catch you next week so listen to us listen to us in the next couple weeks (laughs) yeah exactly what gary said listen to us next week (laughs) later guys